welcome back uh, to Capes and Japes. I hope that you're all uh, staying cool in this uh, this July weather. If you're someplace where it's hot, which seems to be most places, uh, it's very hot here. I'm very sorry. It's it's difficult for me. It's fine because I'm sitting I'm sitting inside doing a podcast and not uh worrying about being outdoors. Um so we uh we've talked about uh a lot of uh Marvel folks recently. Uh talked about some Marvel ladies. Uh and it is about time um we swung over to that other place where all of the comic books are. Uh talk about uh DC for a bit. Uh so, today, uh, we are going to be discussing a character who I was surprised we had not done an episode on yet, um, probably because she's come up so much in other episodes, uh, and that's Lois Lane. I mean, we probably should have done her when we did all of the, uh, super kids. The super, the super folks. All them. Um... Super... I, ra- I ran out. I ran out. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, we, um, we probably should have, given that she is, uh, one of the most, uh, long-standing members of the Super family, besides, you know, uh, Superman himself. Um, and she has, uh, she has been super- in the pa- I mean, she's always super, just as, like, a general adjective, um, what she's like as a person. But she has been a capital S super person at a, uh, a few different points in comic book history. Um, and, uh, we're gonna talk about that. And about her. I love Lois. Um. She's so good. <laughs> she is important. Um, so, um, Lois Lane is introduced, uh, in the very first issue of, uh, Action Comics, uh, the very first appearance of Superman, Lois is there. Um, so this is a character who was created to be a, like, love interest foil for Superman, like, from the beginning. She's been a part of this story since, uh, the concept of Superman existed. Uh, so, obviously she was created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster, the team who created Superman. Um, they, uh, took a, um, a lot of, uh, various inspirations. Um, one of them was a, um, a fictional, uh, female reporter named, uh, Torchy Blaine, um, which is a great name, um, who was, like, uh, the main character of, like, a series of films in the 30s, um, they, uh, took some inspiration from Nellie Bly, um, she was, uh, they hired a, uh, model, uh, to, uh, portray her to, like, 
you know, draw from for the comics who, um, Jerry Siegel, uh, later married, um, and, uh... What a weird story. I know, right? Like, what, like a... Well, how'd you two meet? Yeah. Well, work? It was work. Um, y'all hear about Superman? (laughs) Um, I just love the idea of somebody just like, y'all hear about Superman? I just discovered this guy. How is nobody talking about this? It's just, it's just the zaniest thing. He's got this cape. He flies around. I saw, I saw a picture of him lifting a car. Can you imagine? You know what? I heard that he's not from Earth. (laughs) A spaceman. Imagine such a thing. No, I can't. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, but uh, yeah, she was also named um after an actress named uh Lola Lane. Um, I don't, I don't know who was uh, I don't know if she was like the foundation of uh the, like, the double L thing in Superman comics, or if they came up with Lois and then later they introduced Lex and they were both like, oh, these guys both have double L initials. Let's just keep doing this. Um, but, uh, she is, uh, she was, she was the first, the first, uh, double L, uh, in Superman's life. Um, but certainly not the last. Uh, (laughs) So, um, she's introduced in this first issue of, uh, Action Comics, where, uh, Superman's first introduced, um, and she is, uh, obviously a, uh, reporter at the Daily Planet, um, which in these very early issues was called the Daily Star, um, and then they changed the name, um, and she, uh, is... You know, she's a, uh, she's a tough, hardworking, uh, lady reporter, um, and she, they set up very early on this, like, trope that she's, you know, she thinks Superman is very handsome and cool and great and wants to get to know him, but she thinks her coworker Clark Kent is a schmuck, <laughs> um, which, uh, it d- does not uh persist throughout like all versions of this dynamic like especially uh in like later retellings of this story they don't like necessarily maintain that but it is like kind of like as as the Clark and Lois thing has become kind of like codified into like everyone's pop cultural knowledge um that's like that's kind of the thing people go for a lot of the time because it's like it's a fun you know secret identity thing to be like oh i like one of these guys but i hate the other one but actually they're the same guy um i mean it is very fun it's fun it's fun there's a lot of there's a lot of fun to be had there um and you know obviously it's like it's 
Golden Age comics and everybody's internal monologuing 24-7. And Clark's constantly like, oh, if only she knew that Superman was me. And it's like, Clark, you can literally tell her that. You could just tell it to her. You, um, if only she knew, if only there was some way that she would know. Yes. Bruh. Uh, absolutely. Um, she, um, she also, um, she has a, um, she's a sister named Lucy, um, who's introduced, uh, later on, um, first is, like, a love interest for Jimmy Olsen, um, cause that's, like, you know, oh, we need to give Jimmy a love interest. What's, like, what's the easiest thing we can think of? Oh, Lois is a sister. Uh, done. <laughs> um, Lucy later, Lucy later goes through, uh, some stuff. Uh, she's also Superwoman for a bit, but it doesn't end very well. Oh, no. Um, I know. Um, and, uh, Lois's parents, uh, at least, like, pre-Crisis on Infinite Earth, uh, before a lot of continuity got changed around, um, her parents were, uh, also farmers, um, which, like, part of me likes, because I like the idea of, like, this is especially a more recent comic, like, thing, but, like, Lois, like, teasing Clark about, like, growing up on a farm, and Clark's like, ah, yeah, and then he finds this out, he's like, wait a minute! I, um, I, I like, uh, Lois, if she was just like, god, I came to the city to get away from farm boys, and I can't even do that! There's farm boys everywhere you look! Um... But, you know, growing up, she was not, uh, interested in farming. She just wanted to be a girl reporter, um, was, you know, uh, working on stories for her, like, local, you know, high school newspaper and stuff. Um, there is a, um, like, I think a Silver Age story where she, um, she and, uh, young Clark, both win, like, a, uh, a journalism, like, contest, um, and they're, like, the final two people, and they both have to, like, write a story, and Lois wins because Clark keeps getting distracted doing, uh, Superman, Superboy stuff, (laughs) um, and, uh, Lois just thinks he's not taking it seriously. Um, no wonder she thinks he's a schmuck. Yeah, exactly. And she meets him again as an adult, she's like, ah, this fool. Um, but, uh, she, uh, later on, um, I think, I think it's, like, uh, post-crisis, so, like, in the 80s, um, maybe, maybe they bring, they bring it into continuity before crisis but definitely in recent history um they've redone her backstory uh so that uh her uh dad is a uh uh was in the army uh he's like a a general um and so uh 
it's added some, uh, some fun conflict where, like, uh, Lois's dad, like, you know, doesn't trust superheroes and he thinks that, uh, you know, the army should take care of it or he's, like, trying to, you know, destroy these Kryptonians or something like that. Um, and also introduces the idea of, like, Lois being, uh, raised on, uh, on uh, an airbase and, you know, learning, like, hand-to-hand combat and stuff as a kid. Um. I mean, what else are you gonna do? What else are you gonna do on an airbase? You just learn how to punch and you find out how, uh, how guns work. Um, I don't, like, I don't think it's, like, totally necessary, but I also, like, I would have been fine if, like, Lois had just, you know, taught herself some skills in her career as a reporter. Um, but it's also, like, you know, as far as comic book character backstories go, she's pretty much had, like, a normal life. Uh, so it's, it's, you know, it's not that, uh, that big a deal either way. You know, she just has, she just has parents, and she was raised by them. Oh my god, she had parents? She had parents, can you imagine? In, like, a slightly unusual circumstance, but, like, an experience that many normal children have, in fact, had. Um, but, uh, so that, um, they introduce, I think they bring up, like, start bringing up backstory stuff, uh later, uh, in, like, kind of the, uh, Silver Age, when she starts, like, starring more in her own stories. Um, because at first she's just, you know, here's Lois, she's a reporter. Um, (laughs) Here's Lois, she's a reporter. Love interest. Love interest. Here we go. Okay, okay, comics. Do you know anything else about her? Do we have to? Yeah, yeah, comics, it, it would be nice. It would be nice. To be fair, in, like, ye olde days of comics, I think it was, like, much less, like, the norm to have an established backstory for every character. That is fair. Um, because mostly everybody was just there. And then, as comics went on, everyone wanted to know what every single character's deal was. And you had to have origin stories for you freaking whatever here's uh here's the the cashier who showed up in one issue um but uh so she uh pretty early on um they start introducing some stories where uh Lois suspects that Clark might be Superman um and is like trying to prove to be Superman or, you know, catch him doing something Superman would do or get like a photo of him in Superman costume or something and Clark's constantly using his Superman powers to uh avoid this happening. Um it doesn't like super go anywhere cuz you know, they're not really interested in changing the status quo of this. Um, it's just sort of a cute, ongoing thing. Um, and also, like, you get to 
have stories where Lois is like, yeah, I definitely, like, I knew, like, within a week of meeting you. <laughs> I just couldn't prove it, but, like, I was pretty sure. And she's a reporter. She has to she verify. Is. Listen, that's how it works. Um, that's her job. She's uh, like, I didn't have proof, but by God, I had a hunch, Kent. Um, so, throughout, like, these early, like, the 30s and 40s, um, this is the primary dynamic, is, uh, Lois is, you know, she, she thinks Superman is really cool, um, she's kind of frustrated by Clark, because, mostly because she, like, she takes her job very seriously, and she doesn't like competition, and she's like, oh, it's gonna steal my scoops, and he doesn't even know what he's doing. Um, starts to suspect Clark might in fact be Superman. Cannot prove it. This is the status quo. And it's also what the basis of a lot of, you know, again, the, like, larger pop cultural understanding of Clark and Lois comes from. Um, and it's not, because, like, again, she's, like, genuinely a reporter, and, like, is kind of fun and sassy and, you know, serious about her job and is trying to, uh, solve this Superman mystery. Like, not that it was, you know, like, not, like, a hyper-feminist revelation, but, like, it's fine. Um, and then we, uh, we get into the 50s, uh, you know, a bunch of stuff happens, Com superhero comic book sales start, like, dropping, uh, after World War II, uh, we get the Comics Code Authority, people start making, uh, superhero comics again, because it's, uh, easier to, like, have superhero stories that fit, you know, what the Comics Code wants than, like, horror stories or romance stories or the other things that had been picking up. Um, and we get a lot weirder stories. Like, everything takes kind of a turn for the sci-fi. There's a lot of, like, oh, here's, like, uh, an alternate unit. What if, uh, Lois married an alien? Or, you know, stuff like that. Just, like, a lot of, like, very kind of, uh, weird, zany stuff, um, and, uh, Lois, um, gets her own, uh, her own comic in, uh, 1958, um, which is titled Superman's Girlfriend, Lois Lane, um, and I do, um, I do want to point out, um, there is a, uh, there's, like, a backup in the original, uh, Superman, like, 40s comic. Um, there's a backup story called, uh, Lois Lane Girl Reporter about Lois's own, like, adventures in solving mysteries and defeating bad guys and getting scoops. Um, so, like, neither, like... Lois is a full-grown woman, um, so the phrase girl reporter is not good, but I still prefer Lois Lane girl reporter 
to Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane. Fair. Um, cause the, uh, the thing about, um, Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane, um, which runs for a pretty long time, and is, uh, very popular, um, does still follow a lot of, uh, Lois trying to prove, uh, that Clark is Superman, which she still can't do, which realistically she, like, definitely should have been able to do by now, but, you know, it's comics and (laughs) they can't mess around with that too much. Are they Um, actually dating during the series? They, um, they are, they are dating. Um, but the thing is, the other main thing that Lois is trying to do through a lot of these stories, besides prove that Clark is Superman, is, uh, Trick him into marrying her? Well, that's not great. Which is not good, and I don't like it. And there's just a bunch of stories that are, like, just various, like, oh, Lois wants to get married, but, uh, Superman doesn't want to. Oh, oh, geez. Um. There's also, like, no reason for it, really. Just... Date him for long enough, honey. It's fine. It'll go there. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, uh, you know, she's a, mm, she's a, she's a woman. And you know how these women are always trying to tie you down. The old ball and chain. Ugh. Um, so that is truly a bummer. Um... And it's, like, most of these stories are, like, silly and, like, don't have a lot of continuity to them. It's just like, oh, what if this, you know, wild thing happened? And they ended up on this different planet where everybody, you know, wears these, like, crazy helmets and, like, stuff like that. Um, it is, like... I do love how much old comics just sound like fan fiction prompts they're all just they're all just fan fiction prompts for um very strange fan fiction um i like i truly do not know how we went from like lois lane dedicated reporter um to lois lane just constantly trying to trap Superman into marrying her. Misogyny, um, probably. I mean, it is misogyny, but, like, a lot of times, misogyny does improve over time, and this just, like, sharply regressed. It um, also depends who's in charge. It does depend who is in charge. Um, but, uh, they do, they do also, they ramp up uh, the, like, her trying to, uh, in, like, prove that, uh, that Clark is Superman and, like, therefore also ramp up, you know, the tricks that Clark has to use to, uh, prove that he's definitely not Superman. Um, including calling Batman a bunch of times to have him dress up as either Clark or Superman so they can be in a room together and he can be like, see? See? <laughs> Um, I cannot, I, 
I know that, like, older comics Batman wasn't, like, as much Batman as he is today. But, like, I cannot imagine Bruce, like, yeah, buddy, let's go. I know. It's, like, yeah, no, it's, like, 50s, like, goofy, Silver Age, like, world's finest, just, like, kooky shenanigans, like, Bruce and Clark. It, it, like, it's very funny to imagine now, like, Bruce would do that for Clark, but, like, if he had, like, a legitimate reason to need this, not just, like, oh, Lois, Lois is really getting up at my grill again, please, please put on, please put on a suit and some glasses and come in and be like, oh, it's me, Clark Kent! Um, I also just want Bruce to, like, not put any effort into it, and Lois Lane just, like, is that Bruce Wayne? No, I'm Clark Kent. Why is Superman here with Bruce Wayne? No, this is Clark Kent, right? Yeah, (laughs) I'm Clark Kent. (laughs) (laughs) Lois is like, this is actually convincing me more that you are Clark Kent. Thank you very much, Superman, (laughs) for doing this. Thank you, Superman, for confirming my suspicions by calling Bruce Wayne here. Also, how do you know Bruce Wayne? Is he the Batman? Bruce is like, and that's my cue. God damn it, Clark. I can't believe you've done this. (laughs) And Lois is like, oh, so it's Clark now, huh? (laughs) I see. Just like, she just like holds up a tape recorder. Yeah, exactly. Bruce doesn't even care. Bruce is walking out the door. He's he's ruined this man's life. Um they um they also like um the kind of like sixties ish um is also when the um the trope of like Lois constantly being in danger and needing to be rescued by Superman, like reaches sort of a fever pitch. Um Unfortunate. Yeah. Um to the point where it's like lampshaded frequently by everybody in canon. Um which is like that is a little bit funny. Um like there's a story where like Lois is running late for something and uh she jumps off a cliff knowing that Superman will show up and catch her. And has him carry her to where she wants to go. Um, which is, like, on the one hand, uh, very cool to be Lois Lane and just, like, completely take for granted, uh, you know, this man's incredible power to just be like, please, I, I want to go to CBS, but it's so far away. Um, <laughs> you could be in hand, and out in, like, three seconds, Superman. Please just get me this, like, ace bandage. I don't know. I don't know what she needs. I d- Lois, what's <laughs> your CVS receipt look like? Uh, it's probably, it's, it's impressive. Um, and but, so, Lois, like, why did you buy four first aid kits? You, you don't know what my life is like. Um, so, like, on the one hand, sort of funny. On the other, it is, like, played up as, like, oh, Lois is, you know, like, messing up Superman's day by making him rescue her constantly when he has other important stuff to be doing. 
Um, because she's just, like, a silly girl who doesn't get that the world doesn't revolve around her. Um. Boo. Comics. Boo. Um, yeah. Um, but again, that's another, like, thing that's, uh, become pretty codified in the idea of Superman and Lois is, like, Lois gets in trouble and Superman rescues her. It is usually, I do at least like this, it is usually Lois gets in trouble because she's investigating something and uh she does something really reckless in pursuit of a story and Clark has to be like, Lois, stop! And she's like, no, I gotta get the scoop! Gotta do my um, job! Prove my worth as a reporter! I'm doing my dang job, Clark! Um, uh, but so then, um, Crisis on Infinite Earths happens, um, and in the aftermath of that, uh, when they've kind of just, like, revamped all of continuity, um, John Byrne, uh, writes a miniseries called, uh, The Man of Steel, which, uh, retells Superman's origin story as, like, okay, this is the new definitive origin for Superman, um, and starts to, like, really crystallize the version of Lois that most people have drawn on to write comics today, um, where, like, she's, uh, again, like, very no-nonsense, uh, super serious about her job, um, not afraid to speak her mind, but, you know, like, cares a lot about important issues. Um, which is great. Um, all of those are great things. Um, and also kind of, uh, reevaluates her relationship to Superman and Clark, partly because, like, in the new continuity, like, they redefine the Superman-Clark situation more as, like, less is just, like, Superman puts on glasses and pretends to be this, you know, like, bumbling fool and more just like, no, he's the same person all the time. It's just sometimes he's being a reporter and sometimes he's being Superman. Yeah, um, like, he's got a couple different roles, but he's still Clark deep down. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, Lois, you know, doesn't, isn't out here like, wow, Superman seems so cool, but Clark seems like a dipshit. <laughs> um, cause they're, you know, they're, uh, they're the same person. Um, they, um, they get, um, they get engaged in, uh, I think like the early 90s, um, at, uh, which point Clark uh, tells her that he's Superman, um, and she's like, yeah, I'm freaking, I know. <laughs> Look at you, obviously. Um, then, uh, they, uh, were originally, uh, supposed to have a wedding in, like, 1993. Um, DC decided not to go through with it, uh, because, uh, the Lois and Clark television show was about to come out, and, um, they didn't want to have 
them be married in comics and then have this, uh, TV show where they weren't married, um, which seems silly, but, you know, comics relationships to adaptations are always weird. Um, and then, uh, they do Death of Superman, um, and that's the whole thing. Superman dies and Lois is very sad about it and she has to wait, uh, for him to stop being dead, which, you know, he does. Um. Of course he does. Of course he does. This was, this was, before this it wouldn't have been, of course he does. But this is the point at which comics are like, let's just kill anybody. We'll just bring them back. Um, but, uh, they do ultimately, um, get married, uh, after, uh, after Clark comes back and deals with some stuff there. Um, Lois is also kind of off on her own for a bit. Um, and in, uh, 1996, um, they published the big, uh, big, big wedding issue, Superman the Wedding Album, um, which is all about them getting married and has, you know, just, like, a ton of different artists, uh, doing various, like, art and spreads for it, uh, much like the, uh, Batman Catwoman wedding issue from last year, except Clark and Lois do actually get married in this one. Oh, good. Um, and, uh, they have... Uh, pr- they have, uh, remained married since. Um, there have been some periods where they've kind of, you know, been separated or been off doing their own things. Um, and, uh, New 52 interrupted in the middle there, which, like, started out with, you know, from the beginning with, like, Clark and Lois meeting for the first time, basically, so... That doesn't count. Um, but that does lead to, uh, Convergence, which is where we get the story where Clark and Lois are married and have a son, um, which, through a bunch of very convoluted events, is then integrated into current comics canon, um, where they are still married and they do still have a son, even though Brian Michael Bendis sent their son into space and then he came back, like, Seven years older. Bendis. Thanks, Brian. Oh, Brian. Messing with me. Um, so, um, so, which genuinely, like, I do like. I like Clark and Lois's relationship a lot. There's a lot of appeal to it. Um, I like that Lois generally tends to be the one who's, like, a little more, like, headstrong and, like, quick-tempered and, uh, she's not, like, she's not, like, reckless-reckless, uh, but she is, you know, a little bit more likely to charge into something and Clark's like, oh, no, oh, Lois, oh, Lois, no. Um, and, I'm so proud of my reckless wife. I'm so proud of my beautiful powerful wife. Um, and they've, like, they've stayed married for a very long time. Especially in comics, where they love to break people up. Um, 
they have, like, like, actually remain married to each other for a while. Um, which is, which is good to see. Um, and it's, uh, I don't know. On the one hand, it's sort of like, like, Lois is, like, one of the first, like, female characters in comic books. Um, because Superman was sort of the, the comic that, like, you know, made superhero comics what they are. And, like, Lois is, uh, the main woman in that. And for a while, one of, like, the only, like, women with, like, a prominent role in comics. Um, so it's, like, in the same way that, like, Superman is sort of this model of, like, well, what does a superhero look like? Well, it's this. It's, like, Lois sort of becomes this, like, what's the role of women in superhero stories? It's, like, well, to do this. Um, and I like, genuinely, I like the idea that, like, uh, Lois is, uh, like, kind of Clark's primary anchor, uh, to his own humanity. Because I am, I'm, like, weak for that in, like, any sort of ship dynamic, like, regardless of the people involved or, like, the gender politics or, like, any of it. It's just, like, oh, you know, Clark is, like, super powerful, um, and as, you know, like, obviously... He loves, he loves people, um, but he has this one specific person in his life who's the most important person who, you know, reminds him that, like, he belongs to humanity and not to outer space. Um, it should also not be Lois's job to be that for Clark. Cause no. Because he is her own, like, human person. And... I, like, and I do love, like, in, uh, the not-very-good movie of Justice League 2017, I love the thing of, like, they bring Clark back to life, um, and Bruce keeps referencing that, like, you know, oh, if something goes wrong, uh, he's, he's got his big gun, um, which everyone assumes is some sort of literal weapon, uh, and then it turns out that it's Lois, and he calls Lois in, and, like, Clark sees Lois, and he's like, oh, he's reminded of who he is, um, and, like, it's good that Lois is genuinely a hundred percent just, like, a normal person, even though there's, like, a bunch of one-off stories where she gets superpowers, like, that's not the point. It's, like, it's good that Lois is just a normal person who has, like, this sort of influence over the most powerful man living on Earth. Um, again, it is not her job. And Clark's, you know, Clark's a very stable individual who's, like, very, you know, capable of controlling himself and generally doesn't need somebody to, like, babysit his feelings and emotions. Um, so that's fine. And I love Lois being, uh, depicted as, uh, like, genuinely a very, uh, like, somebody who is sincerely, like, extremely invested in her job. Like, she takes being a reporter, uh, 
extremely seriously, and she's very good at it. Um, I think, like, uh, uh, Tom King recently, um, I think it was in a comic, uh, Tom King referred to Dick Grayson as, like, the 12th best detective in the DC universe, um, and someone was like, oh, who's ahead of him? And, uh, he listed a bunch of people, but, like, Lois is very close to the top of the list, which is valid, Tom, thank you. Like, Lois is, like, extremely good at her job, and, uh, like, I think, I don't know, I like, like, it's hard to have a Lois story that does not revolve around Superman, because when you're married to, you know, a dude who has, like, god-level powers, it tends to, uh, take up a lot of your mental real estate. Um, but I love stories where Lois just like, ah, yeah, 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 Superman. Anyways, (laughs) I really have to figure out what's going on with this drug cartel. She interviews Slade Wilson. You just... Sometimes you just interview Slade Wilson, the deadliest man on Earth. Sometimes you're like, hey, you're extremely dangerous, and I want to know what's going on. And Slade's just like, well, I kill people for a living. (laughs) (laughs) People pay me to do murders. Do you like doing the murders? I mean, not particularly, but it's a job. She's like, hmm, interesting, take, taking her notes. It's like, yeah. Lois, this is extremely dangerous, and you're just chilling. She's and she's just like, chilling. And she's like, I can take care of myself. Yes, this is like the deadliest assassin alive, but still, he couldn't take out the Teen Titans, and they were children, so like, I'm good. <laughs> They're all teens, it's in the name. He has never been able to kill them. It's, like, all he wants to do, and he cannot do it. Um, but, um, Lois is great. There is currently, we talked about it, uh, like, an episode or two ago. There's, like, a new, like, Lois 12-issue miniseries that just started up, um, which I love, because I love solo Lois content, um, because, just because you're the most famous love interest of one of the most famous fictional characters of all time, and, like, your whole, like, place in pop culture is being that person's love interest. You don't have to let it define your life. Um, I was like, I, Lois is great. I'm proud of her. Um, did you She's have such a else good reporter. Me? She's a great freaking reporter. Um, she won a Pulitzer Prize. I love that woman. I love that woman. God. Thank you, Lois Lane, for all you've done. Um, did you have anything else? Or any comic books? Or anything else to talk about? Well, I don't have any comic books because I've been extremely tired. (laughs) I can't imagine why. Well, you see, it was my first full-time week back at work since I got hit by a car, so like... Yeah, you know, sometimes you get hit by a car, and you're recovering, and then you go to the uh, biggest annual comic fan event in San Diego. uh, And then then your regional manager is like, well, if you could go to that, then you can come to work. And it's like, I guess. The main thing is that I was cleared to drive, so yeah. 
<laughs> but uh, unfortunate capitalism. Yeah. Yeah, so I didn't read anything, but I did it has nothing to do with comics. But I did watch uh Blown Away on Netflix, which is a glass blowing competition and it's so satisfying. Oh that sounds very soothing. It was so good. I watched like after work one day I mentioned it to my dad, and we watched the first five episodes. And then we're like, oh, okay, it's 9.30, time to go to bed. And then last night, we watched the rest of it. (laughs) It's a very good, like, after-work show. Yeah, yeah, I would would imagine. That, that That seems like the kind of energy. I want to bring into my post-work life. I'm so sad that there's only one season. I watched it all already. (laughs) No! Right? But did you read any comics? Uh, yes. I have, uh, a few, um, a few things. Um, one is a, uh, the first issue of, uh, House of X, um, which is, uh, Jonathan Hickman's, uh, big return, uh, to Marvel. Um, it's a big, uh, he's doing a big complicated X-Men story, um, with these, like, two interconnected books called, uh, House of X and Powers of X, except they might actually be called House of Ten and Powers of Ten, um, and, uh, a lot of, like, uh, a lot of very big claims about how much it's, uh, going to change X-Men forever, um, which, you know, everybody, that's, like, that's the, that's the hottest, the hottest new thing on the shelves is, uh, just telling everybody how you're going to redefine this uh, this continuity for all time. Um, Which, I mean, honestly, making... it it could be rebooted at any time. You have no idea of you that, sir. You have no idea. Um, I'm making fun of it, but, you know, obviously if somebody pitched their series, like, things are gonna stay pretty much the same in this one. <laughs> Probably would not, um, would not be super successful. Um, I also picked up, uh, Fearless, um, the first issue of Fearless, which is, uh, Marvel's new, uh, anthology miniseries, um, just focusing on, uh, female characters, just, like, short stories about, uh, various, uh, women of the Marvelverse, along with some various, like, uh, character profiles and, like, uh, uh, Features on different, like, female creators. Um, so the first one, uh, has a, uh, a Carol story, an Aurora story, and a, uh, uh, Sue Storm, um, which, uh, is great. Um, it's neat. I like it. Um, and also the, uh, the second to last issue of 
uh, Wicked of the Divine just came out, um, which I'm very sad that it's ending, um, but also it has been, uh, it's a very, uh, emotionally exhausting series, and it has, like, taken so many hiatuses that, like, a part of me is just like, okay, I'm gonna be free, um, (laughs) But I will miss it a lot, because I love it very much. Um, if you have not read Wicked the Divine, now is a great time to check it out, because it's about to be uh, totally wrapped up, and you won't have to go through, like, months-long waiting periods in between story arcs. Um, and uh, Paper Girls is also uh, finishing up uh, this coming week. So, uh the 31st um and uh that uh that is another uh great indie series that i am going to miss but i'm very much looking forward to seeing how it ends um they're good they're good gals those paper gals um i think that's everything i wanted to mention um if you have any, uh, comics you want to share, if you want to see other stuff, if you want to look at things that E retweets, because they have control of the Twitter and they can put whatever they want on there, um, <laughs> then- Spider-Man uh, Bouncy Castles, baby! <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you should see this. You should follow us on, uh, Twitter- and also all of the other places where we are. Uh, we have a Facebook group, a Tumblr, uh, an Instagram, and a Pinterest. You can find all those just by searching, going to Capes and Japes in, you know, whatever part you put the username in on all of those. Um, you can send us an email uh, to capesandjapes at gmail.com. If you have a question or, like, a longer thing you need to say or anything like that, um, you can, uh, join our Discord server, um, which is a cool, fun place to be. Um, you, uh, we have a Patreon. If you want to, uh, send some money our way, you can, uh, get bonus episodes, watch movies with us, uh, pick what topics we talk about. Um, if you can't do that, you still want to help out, we love getting ratings and reviews. Um, we love hearing that people are letting their friends know about the show, and we love that you keep on coming back and uh, listening to us. So thank you for joining us this week on Capes and Jades. I have been Olivia. And I have been Elion. And, as always, kiss me sexy Batman. No, wait, shit, I'm supposed to be Clark Kent. Sorry, Clark. <laughs> Kiss me, sexy Clark Kent, who definitely is just Bruce Wayne wearing some glasses. <laughs>